Good morning. Happy Friday. Almost forgot which day it was. Glad to be here. We start out in Psalm 39. Our lives are short. And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. Rescue me from my rebellion. So here's this theme of obedience again. And actually, I know I talked about that before, but I think it's important to always point out when that comes up. And we'll see this again shortly. We'll go over to the New Testament. Luke 8, we continue with 19. Jesus' mother and brother are in the crowd, but couldn't get to him. So someone told Jesus. Jesus' response is what I think is one of the most important lines in the Bible. Quote, my mother and my brothers are all those who hear God's word and obey it. So there's two qualifiers there. We are encouraged to hear God's word, and we want to encourage others to hear God's word. And for those who do hear God's word, to encourage their belief. And again, here's the word obey. You know, and I was just reading something else related to all of this as well, too. It's a little bit further in Luke, and I'm not going to really get too much into it right now, but when Jesus charges the disciples to go out and preach the good news and basically says, if you come across someone who's just not welcoming you, not listening, just move on. And that gets back to right here. It, it's 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 if they're not hearing God's word, if they're not open to it to begin with, then you can't do anything to encourage that. I'll talk more about that when we get to that reading in a few days. Later, there's this one-day transition now. Jesus and the disciples are on a boat buffeted by winds and waves. This is one of the stories that's repeated in the other Gospels. And Jesus is sleeping through it, and the disciples were scared and woke Jesus up. Jesus rebuked the storm and asked the disciples, Where is your faith? Do we lose our faith in times of danger? When it's at that point when we should be turning to God to help us? Anyway, they eventually arrived in the region of the Gerasenes. A man possessed by demons came to meet Jesus. He had been cast out from the society and lived in the tombs. I guess that's where you'll go live if you're cast out by society. And this, you know, I just realized that now this whole cast out from society thing, that's a Israelite thing. If someone is unclean, that they are not allowed in in back when we were talking about the exodus they weren't allowed in the camp so assuming that's the case here that there's a similar law being followed here well now the other thing that's interesting is that the demons recognize jesus again the evil recognizes jesus and wants nothing to do with him he was filled with many demons hence the name legion now, here's another interesting part. The demons kept begging Jesus not to send them into the bottomless pit. So not only do they know Jesus, 
who Jesus is. They also recognize his authority. There's that word. Unlike the religious leaders and are afraid of a, quote, bottomless pit, end quote. What is this pit? My first reaction this morning is that it's not physical, but it's a metaphor, a condition from which they have no hope to climb out from and rescue themselves. I suppose that if Jesus had the authority to cast out demons away in such a manner, he also has the authority to raise those struggling in their own bottomless pits, if only those would obey God's word. But you have to have the heart open to do so, to listen to it before you can obey. Anyway, the demons come out of the man and entered into pigs that just happened to be a flock of pigs, herd of pigs, a bunch of pigs, whatever a group of pigs is called. I think it's herd. They entered the pigs on their own free will. They actually asked Jesus, will you, will you cast us out and throw us into the pigs? But it was their request. And I think that's also an important point, as, as they needed Jesus' permission. And there's the authority again. I've really been focusing this time around on words like authority and obey. Well, all the pigs drowned, and every time I read this story, I always feel bad for the pigs. They didn't they didn't deserve that. Sure, they were good pigs. Until the demons got into them, of course. But the end point is that the man was healed when the demons left him. The next time the townspeople saw him, he was sitting at Jesus' feet, fully clothed and perfectly sane. I think of the Nashville school shooter not too long ago. If she had listened and obeyed the word of God, the insanity would have left her. I am, of course, assuming that she had sanity issues. I don't think that there's anything sane about shooting children and innocent adults. Ironically, this now scared the people who insisted that Jesus leave. I think that those afraid of the truth who prefer self-control will never lose their demons. They'll never want to open their heart. We go over to the Old Testament here, Numbers 29, starting in verse 12, continuing the list of celebrations and the observances, the festival of shelters, um, Moses gave all these instructions to the people as the Lord had commanded him. And then Numbers 30 starts out with the laws concerning vows. Quote, he must do exactly what he said he would do, end quote. A very simple command, yet one that seems to not exist in great quantities in today's society. The example, um, a woman... Oh, I, I a little bit of uh, shorthand here. <laughs> I almost didn't understand what I had written a few days ago. Um, I've both had a um, um, a, a a person who was going to interview for a position some months back, um, a woman, and then two guests that were supposed to be on a podcast, and actually one just this past week as well too, that they didn't show 
well, this one this past week, I, I did get notification that they had canceled. But the other ones, for those those three, for, for those obligations, never showed. They said they were going to do, but they didn't follow through with what they said they were going to do. I think we see too much of that today, too. Your word is, should be solid. So rules and penalties for breaking different vows follow. It's interesting how the first one includes, it's all focused really on young women making vows to her father, presumably out of wisdom, prevents her from making her vow, releasing her of the obligation. So if her father thinks that from his wisdom that mm, you made a vow that was not a good one, then he can release her. Parents need wisdom in raising children, not succumb to the fad of the moment. Parents are not supposed to be best friends forever. You're supposed to be raising your children, not hanging with them. The husband can also nullify the wife's vows, presumably also from wisdom. But what if the wife possesses more wisdom than the husband? My, my wife is very wise, and I am glad to have her wisdom to help guide me. Numbers 31, now the Lord commands Moses to take revenge on the Midianites for leading the people to idolatry. And then after that, Moses will die. Moses planned the battle. A thousand men from each tribe, Phinehas, the son of the priest Eleazar, led them into battle carrying the, quote, holy objects. Now, assuming this also includes the Ark of the Covenant, to show that they had faith in God to lead them into battle. Um, Badam, no, Balaam, I'm sorry. Balaam, son of Beer, Beer, is killed. I think this is the same Balaam that would not curse Israel, the one that kind of got a little upset with his donkey. Sorry to see that he had, how he had died. There must be a reason for including this little factoid here. Now, Moses was furious that the soldiers let the women live. The women are the ones responsible for leading the men astray. They seduced the men, which started all this corruption. And so the decree was uh, all except the virgins are ordered, are ordered executed. That's it for today. I hope you have a wonderful Friday. Live today as if the king is coming back today. Mm -hmm.